Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on. I'm getting it all clear from the studio. Are Are your volume volume levels levels all set, listener? The last hour's documentary has got everyone feeling nostalgic and the ATW team has decided to whip up a special discussion. We are keeping things old school with me, Cyril Houston. Crack here repping the new blood. What's up, Crack? Hey, what do you do? Hey, <laughs> so, maybe so. And we have our go-to guest whenever we want to talk basketball. Lex is joining us. What Lex, up, what up, what up, what up? So let's give our listeners a chance to know us a little bit. What or who first got you guys into basketball? Crack, you want to start? Oh, let my chairman go. Come on. Any question, let my chairman go. Like, uh, you know, I have respect for my chairman. See, like, yeah. let my chairman go. Listeners, Crack has a file, a file, a dozier of papers. So he for he for reason, he for them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know but for me, my interest in, in basketball goes way back in primary school. I think it was in, it was in the late 90s. Um, I had an auntie. Th- th- this is very funny because I had an auntie who consistently was bringing like magazines and books and, and all the, the various books you could mm-hmm. read when she was coming back from the States. But she was always getting stuff that was based off academia. She wasn't necessarily interested in sports or anything. Okay. And for, for some reason, I think it was around 97, she bought this, this MBA magazine. And I think at that time, I'm not too sure if it was Sports Illustrated, but my friend's memory of it was that it had, it had everything that covered all the 30 teams that were playing in the NBA at the time. So I, oh, I started, okay. yeah, every every couple of, of except a particular week. And for me, I was when I was reading the whole thing, I was like, oh, so this, this, I was like, because at that time my interest in basketball was very minimal. Okay. It was just watching highlights on, on, on TV and just seeing. But this showed me a background kind of a um, picture about what the NBA was about and and the people who were involved in it. And so I read that. And I, because I was so much into reading, I, I took my time, went back and read the book multiple times. And I remember vividly just asking my, my dad, that is there a way I can get a basketball jersey? Because at that time, I mean, I had um, a Brazil jersey. I was a big Brazil fan. I had a Brazil jersey. Um, I, was, I, I was getting into Arsenal, and so I had an Arsenal jersey. And so I asked my dad, um, can they get me a basketball jersey? And so my dad was like, what team do I want to get? And just right off the top of my head, I just said, I want Poland. Maybe I said Poland because part of the family lives in, in Poland. So I was like, I want Poland. They got me a Poland jersey. And from there, I, my whole base started off from there. It was just reading into the basketball, going into it. Um, and because I was I was quite a, the tall, lanky kid when I was in school, I, I gravitated towards towards basketball. I was going to the to the court to go and play. Hey, yeah. yeah. It was just funny. Like I was, <laughs> I was KD before KD, you know? Like I was going there. I, was, I had a hand Hey, hot take.
see, there are certain moments in your life where the first thing you fall in love with will always be special yeah. to you. For cars, golf always will catch eye. I don't care what era, I'll always see a golf and be like, damn, that's a nice car. For shoes, those T Mark ones, he had them in blue and white. I was like, what does another T Mark logo sign the design? The T and M using the basketball yeah. stripes. It mind my mind away. So I was like, okay, who is this T Mark guy? Charlie did some small searching here and there. I was like, okay, T Mark versus Kobe. That time that debate was what? And T Mark was considered in some circles a better player than Kobe Bryant. So I was like, all right, cool. We're rocking with T Mark going forward. And then that became my passing interest introduction to basketball. I kept up here and there, here and there, and then Celtics. I saw KG play and I was like, yo, this man is insane. And this is who I want to support and root for. And we've been bleeding green ever since. That's that's quite a story. I know, right? Not as involved as buying jerseys, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting both our stories yeah. in good match. NBA no, machine. Charlie, win. <laughs> the ultimate capital. <laughs> I think with me, my dad had always been a Celtics fan. Because he lives in Boston, you understand? Yeah. But then I didn't know what NBA was. I was in a boarding house early. So it was around Jesus one. That was when the and one craze was around with hot sauce, professor, yeah. and all. You understand? That was when. So we we used to sneak into the computer room to go and watch all those <laughs> like compilation CD. It was around that time. <laughs> yes, it was around that time that LeBron. I think LeBron was being drafted since when? Was it 2004? I think. Okay. That was he was he was being drafted. But the person that actually made me like basketball was Allen Iverson. You understand? Because he, he used to play street. He was the first Kyrie Evan, if you put it that way. Kyrie, yeah. He used to play street kind of. And, and he was he was a guard that was dominating in the league back then. Yeah. So we used to watch, I used to watch highlights of Iverson and the computer. And he, he was doing yeah. mad stuff. Yeah. You understand? So, but then I wasn't still watching NBA. I knew about NBA. I was watching highlights, but I wasn't following. Until I got to Presec. Okay. Secondary school. That was when the craze was there. Yeah. We always used to argue, and I was always a LeBron stand because I love Bron. But then I was always, I was when it came to team, I was supporting the Boston Celtics because of KG, Popiers. Yeah. Popiers was the first jersey no. I got for my dad because of KG, Popiers. And when they were bullying LeBron, said he was hurting me, but I, <laughs> that's my team. You understand? Yeah. So, that, that's my so. team, and and they they could match the Lakers back then and all those yeah. other teams. Yeah. So it was Celtics. So when when they won in 2008, if, if I'm being right, yeah. it was mad in school. It was mad because it was along those lines that we're doing come 2000 years. So imagine, yeah. Oh, you're celebrating yeah. on both the hype. The hype, the hype yeah. was mad. The yeah. hype was mad. So that, so I started loving the NBA from 2008. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for me, I count when I actively started following the team and then watching other games and paying attention to the league to when I finally yeah. arrived. Like that was 2008. Now you care yeah. about everything else, not just a player or your team, but you're now invested. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Then that probably be for me. That probably be around the time when Detroit won the 2004. Um, yeah, I think it was against the, the against the no, yeah, it, was, it was against the Lakers. That was when I like I actively yeah. because it was yeah it was yeah because it was, it was around the time when the the whole liquor liquors I mean dominance was coming to an end so yeah I think it was around that period when I started actively like, yeah 
we've all established our, our cred yeah, as fans. Street cred. Now, one unfortunate thing about this whole COVID situation has been uh, our league being suspended. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but there are still talks about a playoffs happening, concluding the season. Who do you guys think would win if a playoff situation is to, to occur? We don't know what format is going to be. Is it going to be just thought a one to four seed and one to six? Is it going to be two game elimination? We, we have no idea. This is just us speculating. Okay. If the playoffs came back, which team is going to be ready? So ready? I think I think I have two answers for this. If you're asking me, if you're asking what my rational thinking would answer would be, it would be the Lakers. My guy, making no, the talk show, please. No, my rational thinking, <laughs> thinking is, and this is funny because my rational thinking is that the Lakers have one, they have momentum going for them. They have a player who has established mm-hmm. dominance in just the playoffs and knows what you need to be able to get through that. The physique, the the camaraderie that you need, the experience you need, how how you're able to know what plays the opponent is, is, is going to... Is Speak going to on this, my brother. Preach on! When, <laughs> when you identify all of these metrics and, and you see how yeah. the Lakers were building themselves into becoming a championship-caliber team who, not just on paper, were mm-hmm. likely, more, more likely to win. They had, they had the tools. They had, they had And momentum is a very great deal in the NBA. So I think that the league was still going on. If you ask me on any day, I feel LeBron and his, and his Chargers had the, the most Arsenal to be able to win the, the, the title. Now... I felt the next okay. two months, and this is where my fandom and everything comes in. I think the next two months would have given the Clippers one because in, in the past they hadn't had they, they were dealing with injuries, they hadn't had certain players playing for too long. I think Kawhi and and, yes, yeah. and and Paul had played just about eleven games. And so they didn't the team hadn't had enough time to gel to be able to know what they were doing. But I mean, from top to bottom, if you're looking at the players from right from Kawhi to Paul to all the way to Beverly and then even to the bench they they and the in the place they have they had the arsenal for them to be able to 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 make a run and be able to get so my my rational thinking is the Lakers were going to be able to win but I feel like if the players were coming around around the time when we were all expecting for it to come then the Clippers were going to be able to to make a charge and be able to win so my, my answers are, are in two folds. I know it's, it's a bit of a cheat code but I mean it could have been the Lakers and it could have been the Clippers as well. I mean, I think the Celtics would have win it, so... I think I'll, I'll get one million dollars tomorrow. Uh, 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 give, your, uh, uh, give your reason. One, I mean, I believe whatever format this is going to be, is definitely going to benefit a younger team. I think older players are going to take a while to just get back into the rhythm of a game. No, serious, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. I also think Brad... Is an excellent coach. Tatum has had a tear. He's standing up a league. Yeah, yeah, this is, <laughs> the, the guy's going for water. He's, he's had enough. I can't believe what you're saying. No. No, I mean, seriously, because I think this playoffs are just it's a wild card. I think it's going to be like one of those seasons where the lockout, players came back and everything's a bit disrupted and chaotic. So you just need a team that's locked in and takes advantage of the situation. Now, the Bucks are still going to be a huge problem in the East because Giannis is back, he's well rested. So honestly, Charlie, I my gut gut says Clippers as well. Kawhi is back fit. Paul George was playing very well before he came for the lockout happened. He was back from injury as well. Harold was killing us, the bench is deep, as you said. But if that X factor, that you never know situation, I think there's always gonna make something out of this run. Or will make something out of this run if the playoffs returns. Because Charlie. 
it's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. I mean, we are allowed to dream, so. Crack. <laughs> Celtics. Ah, in Gatanya. Wow. Ga- in in Gatanya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, all I can tell is. Go back. No, but, but seriously, the team, I mean, Charlie, yes, we lost Kyrie, but if you look at our numbers on our season, you, we played well, you, top five offense, you know, top five defense, you, young team, Taysom, let me tell you something, you using, you using that young team, when we come back after this long break, saying that this, this dynamics will suit a young team is really inaccurate, because with young team, they lack experience. You still need time for them to come as a unit. You need, you still need time to put their headspace in a basketball winning place at them. I agree with you. As compared to, is, as compared to veterans. No, but this is where. Let me tell no, you that. This is where the Celtics are an interesting case. They do have playoff experience with uh, what do you call it. Yeah, it's a playoff conference experience. Success. They played. They've won. Are you? To- you are. To- you are talking about Eastern playoffs. Conference experience. <laughs> Are you for real? Hey, experience the experience. It's the conference finals, playoffs experience. When they've just been there once. You play the game out in front of you. It's not that they have progressed as far. Let me tell you something. You crack, you... Nobody was nobody was making it out of the east except Giannis and his cohorts. Let's accept oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But understand I, I that. I want to do. What's your pick? Now, What's your pick? <laughs> I I mean that's what Lexi said. <laughs> my pick. Before I tell you my pick, you should understand that never ever underestimate one guy. I don't th- I don't think anybody has done that. James on this podcast. The kid from Akron. You know, wow. I know, right? <laughs> you do that at your peril. For him, for him, for him, just to write off the Lakers and go with Clippers and Celtics, make me understand that this guy doesn't really understand. LeBron and his people very very well. Let me break it down to you. We have somebody called Playoffs for George, who is called George Paul. Playoff P. How he he turns out when it comes to playoff. <laughs> we already know what happens to him when he gets to the playoff. Secondly, LeBron James has his team in first place in the Western Conference. That is not easy. It is not just about. Uh, uh, what's the name? Anthony Davis. The unit came back. They had 16 new players. No, but you see, crack. You understand? Oh no, no, no. Uh, let me make. Let me make my point. No, 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 no. We see. We see where the point is going. But you see, here's the thing. We don't know what the playoffs is going to look like. This is just. Oh, but you spoke. Okay. You 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 spoke out. You spoke about uh, Kawhi coming back, Bojan playing well, blah blah blah. And I'm telling you that. How the season has progressed. Yeah. When it comes to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Playoffs, you are focusing on one team at a time for a maximum of four games. Mm-hmm. Or when you win, it's you know, a maximum of seven games, four games sweep, best of four. You understand? So the thing is that when LeBron has to focus on just you, mm-hmm. it is a dangerous ball game. This is not the Warriors team that everybody knew from the beginning. It was done and dusted. No. It is not. Mm-hmm. Clippers are very much beatable, as do the Lakers as well. Okay. But I'll trust LeBron, who has been there nine solid times. Nine solid times. And I've won it three times. 
with being the star player, being the driving force of each and every team mm -hmm. over the Clippers, who haven't been there, who has only one player that has been there. Okay. Only Kawhi has been in the final situation. And you know Kawhi's leadership skill is different from LeBron. Okay. Kawhi is a cold-blooded killer, but he's not a motivator. When going gets tough, LeBron will read your plays. LeBron will help the coach. LeBron will talk to this player. Do this, do that, do that, do that. And he has veterans who want to win at all costs. Um, that's, which that's is also I, a factor. I, I would slightly disagree. Because if you look at the team that the Clippers are running on, they are heaps and bounds better than the team that the Raptors had last season. And yet, Kawhi was able to find his comfort base being able to lead those players to be able to win the championship. Now, you can say... Now you can well, say you can why, say why, why you now you can say See, that maybe they don't have someone who has the same leadership skills or the same kind of um, the same kind of governizing you, you, you uh, don't opportunities get it. that that um, somebody like um, the Raptors got. I'm forgetting his name. Anytime now we have, people talk about the Raptors, eh, I always like it because I like this argument. When you bring the Raptors up, the Raptors in the East had won it three times. I'd been first in the East three times before. Kawhi came. You understand? Kawhi was in the team where even Ibaka could go for 20 point game. Even uh, uh, this guy, what's his name? Oh, this guy's brother. What do you mean? No, but, but the thing is, is it even Gasol? Gasol. Mark. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 no, I'm Mark Gasol. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to make a point. Where uh, uh Lowry, even though we always bash Lowry, Lowry do have uh spurts of games where no. he will be good. Then we talk about uh, this guy, Siakam, was up and coming. Then we talk about uh, no, Fred Van Vliet. No, say crack. The, the Larry point you've made, up until they actually they, won, the same way you're making comments about Paul George being... Well, the same comments they made about him. That was, was the thing yeah. about Larry. Let me tell you, in game, in game, listen, in game five and six, the best player on the... On the court was Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Go no, and check it. I'm telling you. Was Kyle Lowry. in two games. determine whether no, 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 you're you, the best player. No, you you don't get it. What's your crap? What's your point? A fit golden, look, look, look. A fit Golden State. No. A fit Golden State. Yeah. A fit Golden State was never was never losing to the Raptors. It is it is hand down accepted. Even just a fit, uh, uh, this guy. Uh, a plain, a plain Michael so Jordan would have meant the Houston Rockets it's probably it's didn't win the '94 '95 titles. If the yeah. working, but if the way working sports, <laughs> no, no. So back I, am, I, I am making, so I, no, I am making my point yeah, here. What's the point? Yes, exactly. My point is about when you, I'm talking about leadership skills, and I'm telling you that Kawhi didn't really have to do enough in the Raptors as compared to Clippers. Even during the stretch as Clippers, we have bits of, uh, we have news of reports in friction in the dressing room. Cause of misunderstanding. Even they happened on the pitch where uh, Kawhi, Kawhi even was frustrated by uh, uh, this guy. What defense? Was it wasn't defense. Uh, uh, this. Who, Lou Williams. This, yeah, shooter. Beverly. Not Lou Williams. This other guy. Not Beverly. Uh, Who? One of the guys that come from the bench. Who the Morris guy? Uh, Harrell. Harrell. No, not the Morris. Morris just came recently. No, Harrell is in. No, not not Harrell. He's a shooter. He's one of. Uh, oh, okay. uh, I've forgotten his name. Who Reggie? You understand? Where you? No, not Reggie. He just came recently. I'm talking about. You see where Kawa was even frustrated on the pitch. These people. Yeah, I said on the pitch. Sorry, on the court. These people hadn't even had time to train together for long. They are playing their game because they are hard like that. 
they are playing their game because they are a very, very solid unit. Player for player, they will match any other team in the league and they will be better because they have the four best perimeter guards and defenders on the league. But I'm telling you, in a playoff situation where you have to focus on just one team, like Lakers mm. versus uh, 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 Clippers, I mm. am telling you, Kawhi will not get just, one over LeBron. Just my final it's point as on this. simple as that. Yes. They are not winning LeBron. I think you can credit the Lakers and equally credits the Clippers as being title contenders. The, the, the fact that... No, no, see, oh, see, yes. So yes. The, the, they are the, the, they are the best. Trying, the overriding point I'm trying to make here is that Kawhi's team last season as Raptors were nowhere, in terms of star quality, better. They are nowhere close to what team he has now. And that same team, he didn't need to be the leader in, of that team. Nick Ness was coaching his first season. But right now, he has someone like Doc Rivers, who is, is experienced as a championship winning coach, who can lead the team in that direction. So all Kawhi needs to do is play our defense, score when we need it to do. And when the, when the going gets tough, you have someone like Lou Williams and then Paul George, who you can equally get to bail you out. Last season, there were points when, when Siakam and the likes were even ignoring shots to take because they were, they were carrying under the pressure. They're not going to find the same things with the Clippers in that same direction. So the Clippers, for me, my money is on Lakers winning. But I think the, the Clippers, if, if their season comes back today and they have enough time to be able to, to get into the group. Your money is on the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah my money. Lakers. But if there's enough time, like So our vote as is done. Personal dreams and wishes aside. Okay. We all, Lex and I are saying, Charlie, we are going to cast our lot with the Clippers. Crack your Lakers, saying Lakers. Yes. Cool. Hey, Lex, Lex is saying no, Lex, no, Lex, Lakers. No, no, Clippers. Me, yo. No, he said money. Yes. He said, he said Lakers. He said he bet Lakers, but he's going yes. Clippers. No, he said if. He gave an if. No, he said my money is not. Why is that? my problem. <laughs> his my money, money. Where my money goes is not the same way. How is his money? How is his money? Exactly. How is money on the Lakers and want the Clippers to win? We'll have that conversation later. I'm a betting man. <laughs> I go for the best odds. Exactly. So he's exactly. So he's going with the Lakers. No, but he want, he's going for the best odds. He wants to make Charlie. He could be, I, so he, be a ten minute conversation. <laughs> oh, this this Celtic guy crap. Uh, our reason for actually being on this episode has been because of the Last Dance documentary, yes. and we're going to spend the rest of the episode talking about that and sharing our thoughts on the issue. The first thing we want to talk about is uh, what was highlighted in episode 3 and 4, Bad Boys Pistons. Now, a whole lot was made about how they played and how they are and how Lambier, the Carmahon, like the kind of style they did. Guys, do we think the documentary painted them in a bad light? If you hadn't watched the NBA, or if you didn't know about the Pistons, they are around, they are two what, back-to-back championships before this. If you do not know about their players, what, Zeke being arguably one of the best point guards in the game, and you just saw them in this documentary, would you think this was a good thing? Because they made them look like Charlie yeah. Stokes. Yeah. They made them look like Stokes. I, I, have very, I, have, I have a big difficulty accepting this documentary as being a very vivid representation of what the thing stood for at that time. I think what what a documentary has done is because it's, it's a feature on, on, on Michael, is 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 done more towards that direction. Is is giving creed to what mm-hmm. like Michael Jordan stands for, his legacy and the Bulls team as a whole. And so he hasn't given them the opportunity to shed too much light on what the, the dominance of the other teams as well. This this is a team that beats the Bulls back to back to back three times in a row. 
So, I, I don't think mm-hmm. that, that yeah. was captured in its essence. So what, what, what the, the documentary does, and which is very, very skewed in a certain sense, is that if anybody is watching, one is giving them a very unfair place in their mind about who Isaiah Thomas is. It's not giving them a very fair representation of what Detroit as a team is. And it's not giving them a very fair yeah. idea of, of the kind of challenge that they put in front of Michael Jordan in a way that when he eventually got to one about them, it was a big, big, big deal for him. Now, the difficulty I also have is that we are, we are, we are having revisionist history with, with this with this lot. Everybody is is looking at this from the spectrum of Jordan. So if Jordan says these guys are bad, who are we to disagree with him? And I think a lot of people are just lapping up on, on Jordan's back and agreeing with everything that he is saying or everything that the Bulls is saying or everything that they're the documentary is saying. I, I listened yeah. to a, a oh, yeah. podcast by and was between uh, Bob Simmons and then and then um, Brian Rossillo. And 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 Bob Simmons, who used to work for Thirty for Thirty, made a very excellent point. He says this: if you really go back into time and look at what the Detroit Pistons thing did in this day and modern era, this is one of the teams which should be celebrated. But because everything that they stood for doesn't go with sportsmanship everybody begins to look at them in a very bad light. Now, the second offense thing was, for me, in that present climate, they weren't going to do it. So if you're, if, you're looking, if you're looking at them in 2020, and you're seeing everything that LeBron is standing for and everything that's going on in the current NBA landscape, it's easy for you to say that, oh, these guys were poor sports. They, they could have shaken hands. They could have just embraced the, the fact that they were beating. But in that present time, the very people was hard. And don't forget that a year before, the Celtics had just accepted to not shake their hands as well. Nobody made, made a fuss about, about it. Nobody said, hey, like the Celtics were wrong in doing so. I mean, the, the dynamics were a little different, but nobody made too much of a big deal with that. Why is it that when it is the Pistons, everyone is having an issue with that? Is it because they beat, they beat someone that had, they beat a team that had Michael Jordan in this or, or, or not? So I don't think the team, in, this, in, this, in a nutshell, all the points I'm trying to drive at is, is that I don't think this documentary put a very good light on what the, the Pistons really stood for. Onupa Crack, do you have a response? Yeah, so as you were saying, I mean, if if I am a former player mm-hmm. and I'm making a, temp, a temper documentary about me, obviously, I'm going to add the bit where people were against me and where <laughs> I overcame the whole Hashtag thing. Hashtag haters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exa- exactly. And you can't tell me that... Uh, the Bulls weren't also physical in some of the series against the Pistons. It, they made it look just one-sided. But Isaiah Thomas said it himself, that if you go back and watch all the full tapes, you realize that the Bulls were also very physical. But then again, Pistons pride themselves on defense. You understand? Because that's what they are good at. But the Bulls were one-man team back then. Just uh, Michael Jordan trying to attack and attack and attack, which made it easier for them to gang up on him. You understand? Yes, they were physical. Yes, they were bad boy pistons. Yes, the NBA hated them because of their style and everything. But you can't tell me that if they had this just for Jordan, they still went on to win back-to-back titles. Yeah. They were a very good team. This one just gave them a bad light, which is very unfair to them. Because if you are telling me Isaiah Thomas is one of the top three greatest point guards and you are just lumping his team as a dirty team, are you actually helping him out here? Which is very bad. He had a personal vendetta against uh, the Pistons. So he definitely had to shed that light on them. Just saying that the Jordan rule, the Jordan rule. Man, 
you wanted to score 50 points every game, try to relieve every game, not even give two or three assists a game. You just wanted to do it all alone. It was easy. You were the one killing your team. Trust me. Yeah. When Phil Jackson came and decided, <laughs> when Phil Jackson came, when Phil, <laughs> when Phil Jackson came and decided to introduce the triangle and tell him to trust his other teammates, they overcame what the Pistons. But, uh, they couldn't I mean, handle them because Cody was coming here. Like you understand, and, that's and, how they won. And you can you can even make a fair point that at the point when they beat the, the Pistons, the Pistons were pretty much old at that time. They were they were banged up because they had yeah yes end, so. they were getting to the end. But to talk about the handshake. Yeah, I think Azar Thomas was in the wrong with that. The Celtics did it to you. Listen, the Celtics did it to you. That is fine. You beat Jordan three times. All those times, Jordan shook your hand. The entire Bulls team shook your hand. They are not sore losers. Just give them that credit and that respect back. That is all. He stayed on the floor, gave interviews, even after losing. How many players do that? Yeah. How many players will lose and stay, and not even in their building, no, in your building, and still grant interviews after losing, and you are celebrating, and you still shake all of your hands? Come on, that's respect. Like, you just had to give him back that respect. That's all. Even though it was done to you, and all, but Jordan is right in complaining that that was a, a bad move from them, and he's right. Like, Isaiah Thomas will try to explain it, but... Come on, that is not the Celtics here. That is not Larry Bird and his cohorts. This is the Bulls. This is what you should have done. It's as simple as that. To be to be the apologist, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I mean, I definitely do agree with what both of you guys have said. The Pistons definitely played a different brand of basketball. That era was indeed physical. I have inherited a hate for players like Lambia just because one, they were overly physical, and they also stopped us getting some titles. But he played within the rules of the time at that time and he won. So, Charlie, different style. You shouldn't necessarily have to knock on it. Where I take offense to with what Zeke pointing out that the Celtics did that was because the circumstances were different. Yes. One, the Pistons were playing on their home courts, like you said, and Jordan stayed all those three times to grant interviews and to shake everyone. The Celtics were playing away to Detroit. And as a free throw was happening, because the points gap was so large, the fans were already rushing on the court. And if you go back and listen to the old clips, there's an announcer saying, it seems the Celtics are walking to the locker room because they are scared of what might happen to their players. And even with that, Larry did stop to holler Zeke and some of the guys. So it wasn't that the Celtics team were sore losers. They were just getting away and moving because Charlie, you throw was about to party it up and it was looking a bit sketchy and nobody wanted to be on the court as all that was happening. Bulls versus Pistons was different. Everything was orderly. The courts, the game was done. And then they had gone around passing messages like, yo, when the final whistle goes, we are not shaking their hands. We are moving. Now, and India... It, and it was your man. <laughs> and it was your man, Lambert. Hey, that's all part. But you see, here's the thing. In their minds, they thought it was badass. History is not judging them. Fairly in that, in that context. History says, nah. They should just hold them and be like, you know what? You thought that shit was cool, but... We do our, our bad. And, 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 and you know that my problem with people even being overly critical with that. Whoa. When you talk about the 90s and the 80s, these people pride themselves in the physicality of the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, you guys couldn't have <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Why are you 
making them choosing when to, when to celebrate it. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a fair point. Stick with it. Like, exactly, stick to if it. Hard, stick to it. Yeah, it was physical. Yeah. So, yeah, the hardness was in that context. You understand? Yeah, hard. Fuck you. <laughs> Go away. I won't shake your hand. You. Accept it. You get it. Like, yo, you people say the, the current NBA guys are soft. They do body body and all and all. So, if they also don't want to do body body yeah. back then, why are you mad? But like, see, I, 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 I think I think the league, like right now, the league sees LeBron as being the poster boy of, of, of the whole business. And so, they will cater to LeBron differently than they will cater to someone like someone who is the fifteenth, the fifteenth rose down. Like, uh, yeah, because I think mean, it's yeah. LeBron. So at that time, the, the league was catering to to Michael, and 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 the person felt like, oh, that was we've won the league back to back. And even Jordan made a comment that Isaiah felt was a, a bit of a slight. He said they were not true champions; they didn't deserve to win the titles before Game Three when they beat them. So you all you all felt like. Everything I everything I yeah. summed up to yeah. you. And Isaiah exactly. says that in this present time, it's easy for everyone to look and say the person should have done XYZ. They're saying that look at it in the context of what the 1980s were. They were they were nobody liked them. Yeah. So why why then do they go and, and exhibit sportsmanship? But yeah, I understand where crack is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't have been I, I, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I get a point that you guys also make saying that. Just, just I mean, just go shake hands. Yeah, I think cracks overall point is Jordan stayed the, and did that so, three times. Yeah. Like out, yeah, so out, that, yeah, outside of it, exactly. The shit talk it happened all three playoffs. You guys talk shit, he too talk mean, shit. For, for crying out loud, you had a Jordan rule. Exactly. Like a Jordan rule. <laughs> you had mm-hmm. rules to how to say like how to mark Jordan, how to get him off his groove and all those things. This guy overcame all of that, and all you could do was just Act as if nothing has happened yeah. and just walk. Bad boys, out. bad boys, isn't it? That's all. Bad boys, isn't it? Bad boys, bad boys. What's it going on? Alright, so moving on from, I think what Jordan also said was their biggest hurdle because I think he's telling the documentary that beating that decent team meant more to them than actually winning the championship because that cleared a hurdle and put them in that championship ascendancy. Two more internal Bulls team dynamics. Scotty Pippen. This was episode one and two. The first major takeaway from that was your man decided to have surgery at the start of the season, 97-98. Now, to well, paraphrase Shaq, Shaq said, Charlie, you get hit on company time, you rehab time. on company time. <laughs> was Pippin wrong in electing to have his surgery at the start of the season as opposed to Charlie off-season and coming back ready to play? I, th- I think you can look at it from, from both um, directions. He was wrong... In say seventy percent of the of the whole um, decision of him trying to have, yeah, yeah, because this is the thing, you know when he, when he signed his rookie, rookie deal, he actually came back to negotiate yeah. for them to to extend it, because I mean he was coming from, yeah. from a family that was twelve people living in two a two bedroom apartment and so the family clearly needed money, yeah, invalid, yeah, so off, yeah. needed money to be able to to cater for those things, and and the bulls were like okay yeah we'll give it to you would would. Of course, just go ahead with the with the long contract that you're giving us because yeah, it gives us yeah. it gives us that fluidity for us to be able to keep you as long as possible. At that time, when you're signing the contract, you didn't think you were being slighted, or you didn't think that that contract that you were being given was one that didn't match up to your potential. You felt it was it was good business, and nobody can begrudge you for that because when you're taking that money, there were there were publications that actually said, "Why are the booze doing this?" When you are, you actually have established yourself. 
but they still went ahead and gave you the money. I mean, but this is also an era where players didn't know about, you know, money. On site. Now players are much more On site 2020. Yeah. They know that you're... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Scotty, Scotty, yeah. Scotty walks. So yes. Run so so <laughs> the, 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 the guy's point is, you've signed this contract. You have to live up to it. Now, if you get an injury and you can rehab in the, in the, in the summer, and you don't do that, and you do it closer to the yeah. swing, and then so that it goes into the into the into the season. That was why Michael said said in the doc- documentary that it was selfish. And Michael was looking at it more from more from a point a, a team point of view. Is that if it was one of us, wouldn't do the same thing to you. Now there were several times that the Bulls could have. <laughs> you were getting yeah, paid. <laughs> there were several points where the Bulls could have renegotiated because back in the in the in the in those days you can renegotiate and change the figures to just fit the CBA. But now you can't do that. But back in the day, you could do that. So the Bulls could have probably just gone back in. We could negotiate it. It's, it's half and half. But Scotty was wrong in the fact that he, he waited till that point to get a surgery. You could have done it way ahead. But in the ever where there's, there's player empowerment and everything else like that, everyone would side with a player. And me sitting here, there's no way I'm going to side yeah. with an NBA agent or I'm going to side with an NBA coach or with, with a franchise. I'm always going to go with the players because there's several times where the franchises have clearly undercut the players. They've clearly taken money that was supposed to go for players. And so, if a player decides to take their lesson into your own hands, you can't begrudge them. Scottish decision, and that's why it's in both ways. As an individual, it's good for you because you can you can do what you want and you can take a surgery on company time. Get hurt on company time. We have on company time. But Michael was looking at it from a point yeah. in our, our bigger ambition is for us to win a title and you're not here to be able to help us do that. And that he felt in his, in his, in his own words were, unself, were very selfish. Crack. What's it? Yeah, Scotty was wrong in every level. One, he said it himself in, in the documentary that he didn't believe in the source. He didn't even um, and, and believe that his growth will go in that direction. Where he will be so important, he will go on and win six titles. Even when Jordan wasn't around, he will make it to the semi-final of the Eastern Conference and all of that. When he negotiated the deal, um, what's the name? Jerry Reinsdorf, yeah. the Bulls owner back there. Told him that this is a bad deal. Uh, that doesn't look serious. Sure. Scotty wanted to. No, no, no it's, it's true. He said it. But like, he wasn't the only. I mean. No, but. He, I mean. So no, no, no. Do you know why? We'll get, let, let me tell you why. We'll, he, we'll get to. No, we'll, no, no. Let me. We'll get to Big Jerry. In no, no. <laughs> no, let me. Let, no, no. Let me say why. Jerry, Jerry is a guy that apparently, when he negotiates with you, and he does, and you accept it. You are not coming back for renegotiation yeah, until my, your my contract is. is over. Michael Jordan knew it. Every 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 player understood that. When he was going to sign it, and when Jerry said it in, in, in the last dance, I thought it was a lie. But even a lot of people confirmed that, yes, he told Pippen that. Pippen's agent. I watched an interview where he said that, yes, Jerry actually told him that. Is he? Because it is a bad deal. He told him. It's a bad deal, but he's the owner. He's not the one in charge of negotiating deals. But he said that the seven million Crack. over over <laughs> over over seven years was a bad deal. You understand? He said it. If you, have, if and, you ever did negotiation, and the person you are negotiating with tells you what you brought is low. too low, are you telling me you won't increase it? That's what I'm saying. He didn't increase so, it. Oh, I'm on. telling so, you, that's the that's there is, Yes, Jerry, that's no, that's no, but, no, no, no. Listen, no, but Jerry is not giving them no, information. No, Scotty wanted a longer no. contract. He wanted to. Ex- Scotty, Scotty has confirmed it himself. No. It's there. But some Smith, you can some Smith, who wrote the, you understand? the Jordan rules, actually says that it is not true that any and, and and Jerry was the ultimate capitalist. 
there's no way that he's going to yes. present to you a contract that and that and pay you and he's going to be like, oh yeah, let me tell he's going to pay you, so come, let's be, no. He's getting the deal for his look, money. Look, look, no, no, he didn't, listen, he didn't present Scotty that this is the contract we have for you. It was negotiation on his rookie contract. Yeah. They were negotiating at that point. Uh, Jerry hasn't said that this is 7 million. Scotty, accept or take it. No. They got to that amount. You understand? And he, being the owner, was like, because it was a long ass deal. He was even surprised Scotty Pippen signed a 7 year long deal like that. You understand? He was surprised that he, he, he wanted. But then, your man was desperate and wanted money to get his parents out of that house, to get them their own house and all those things. He was desperate. And as I said, Scotty didn't see himself as a star back then. But, you understand? When he, at the point he was negotiating the deal, he didn't see himself as the second most important player on the board. He was now about to develop. Right. Everybody agrees. You understand? Scotty, no. Scotty signed a bad contract. But Jerry should no way paint himself as I no, tried to at all, at all. Man, you you sign you can't sign that shit. You, a team president, <laughs> listen, a team owner. Listen, you can no say that. that. You, listen, listen. Listen, you, you, you can say that about Jerry. That's fine. You can say that about Jerry that he shouldn't paint himself that. But you can't blame him as well for giving Scotty such a contract. Because he accepted and signed a contract. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you, you understand? Scotty. No, you no, no. But Jerry shouldn't say, I, I told him it was yeah, a bad yeah, deal yeah. and then he still signed it. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> whatever, whatever, go, whatever it goes that way, you, Scotty, you shouldn't have waited for a year before your contract or the last year of your contract before trying to get paid again man after your after winning three and going to the semi-finals you could have started renegotiating from there but i see crack you didn't leverage you can't yeah you, you stand a better chance to bring them to the table one year one year, more year or yeah. two more years as opposed to four if you have like four years Let, no it was it wasn't no it you wasn't four it was no, i'm talking about he signed a seven-year deal after the three PT, like what, yes, three or four yeah. more years. You can't. I'm sure he. No, I, no. I, after the three PT and he went to the semi-finals, that was four yeah, years. So yeah. three more years. Three then. more years left. After they won the fifth, after they won the fifth with two years, that's when he started. You can start it. And that's I'm when sure he started. Understand. That's when he started, and that's why he rehabbed that, on company time. He started. He started. He started a no, year. No, no. He started the last year. No. He started. A, no. He started a year before no, his final no, year. After, that's when he started. That's when he started making all, like all this like because yes, skirmishes. because they are speaking in the past and the, the team was unwilling to renegotiate because yes. he signed it. Yes, so it was two years left on his contract. So he started. Listen, he started the skirmishes one year, and the last year was when he went for the surgery. Do you get where I'm yes. coming from? Yeah, but well, I guess we are on the same. What we are saying, what we are saying. Do, do, do you no, get we, it? We, same page. What we are saying though is that. Scotty didn't have leverage. Years were stacked against him. After the three beats, everybody was like, yo, Scotty is the best, second best player on the ball. He's the least paid. What's up with that? I'm sure at that point, he and his agents are trying to be like, yo, guys, I am actually a much better player than I thought yeah. four years ago. Can we resign? And that's when Jerry's like, no, you signed it. I don't really negotiate. That, and then, that is why, yes, and is, yes. And, is, and, Jerry had, and, and Jerry had that stance. Everybody hmm. accepted it. Yeah, but you see, the problem is Jerry can have that stance. He could be right, but he could still be an asshole. Yeah. That's it. It was a dick move. He was right. Oh, yes, yes, move. yes, yes. I, I, I am not saying that he's not an asshole. That one, I'm no, I mean, no but way see, defending see, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Let see, me Joe, make that clear. There's no, no owner. There's no owner on this face. There's no owner on the face of this earth. There's no owner on the face of this earth who would give a contract to someone 
and tell them that or tell the person that the contract I'm giving to you is a bad contract and then think about it. No, but no, no business, no business owner is going to do that. Please, please take more money. Please take more. No, no owner is going to do that. You see, you, you see, you, you people are getting it wrong in the sense that there have been other people that have confirmed that as, as it wasn't just Jerry. You can take his word for it. You can say it's a lie or whatever. But then I'm going according to what was said and what I've heard after. No, Do you get my point? Crack. Even if we agree that fine, Scotty was told it was a bad contract and he still signed it. The fact remains that three years into the guy's contract, you could clearly see that the guy is a much better player, much more important to your franchise. In good faith, you could have renegotiated. This all made it such that in the final year, when Jerry, I said Jerry, when Scotty saw that yo, there was no, there was no movement in the boardroom backroom meetings. He decided to get to the streets, Charlie. And then in between all of that, there were rumors of crowds looking for trade options for him. And, and I think that I yeah, the whole timeline with Scotty was that I think that the team also had this this mindset. Scotty's contract and the fact that Michael was leaving at that point were on the same timeline, and so they, yeah. they didn't. There was no way they were going to they were going to like renegotiate, knowing very well that at that point the team needed to do a 360 and go out, move away from the team that had won probably like six titles. And so they were they were all for the fact that let Scotty's contract run down. There was no way we were going to negotiate two years or a year before. Yeah. And they didn't even, they literally didn't, yeah. didn't get paid elsewhere. But I mean, sticking with Scotty, right? Michael made, I think it was very intentional. I mean, it's a guy's documentary. He made a point to spell it out in episode one that, yo, without Scotty, there's no Jordan Bulls, there's no six titles. Like, he was very essential to the Bulls. When it comes to the best duo in the NBA, Scotty and Michael get mentioned. But Scotty himself is... Why doesn't he get mentioned when we talk about top 20 or top 10? I feel like most fans don't even think about him or look at him. Your guy was the prototype wing defender. Scotty was a guy who he checked the opponent's best team. Like the team player, he's a guy who was given all those defensive assignments, and he did his job pretty well. Offensively, he's one of the best forwards. The guy has about what ten plus all defensive teams. I think he had like what eight first team stats. Charlie, the guy has the titles, but he never seems to be thought about when we think best players. It's just duo. Is it that the legacy of Michael just shines so bright that we can't see Scotty standing by himself? Yeah, Kirk. I want Kirk to start on this. With regards to this, you see, everything was stuck against Scotty from the beginning. Like, Scotty even didn't start his career as an NBA player. He was an equipment manager. He was helping the equipment manager, you understand? And he realized that, look, he could still play a bit of this game because he and his brothers were playing back then. I wasn't serious. And he got into college, he got a scholarship and started playing. He was like the 15th pick also, if, if, if I'm being right, like, I don't, I don't, but he was like, he wasn't the first 10, he wasn't among the first 10 picks and all of that, yeah. He came into the Bulls team and mm-hmm. what they say Michael Jordan had, the will to fight, the instincts and everything, Scotty learned that from okay. Michael and grew into his role, do you get it? Michael was already showing signs of greatness before Scotty came into the team. Scotty is physically good and everything, but Scotty will be known as the number two to Jordan. Because as you said, Jordan's star was shining so bright. Scotty is a very good 
Totti is a very good small forward. He's a very good player. But then again, he will always be known as the number two to Jordan. Jordan said it himself that you can't talk about yeah. Jordan without mentioning Scott. That's his right or die in that team. You understand? That is his right. Scotty style when Scotty became a star, that was when the Bulls also started winning. Because uh, Michael Jordan needed a number two so bad. You understand? And when he grew into his role and started performing, performing that's when they started winning. But then again, six, six um, titles. But if Scotty had won after leaving the Bulls, being the star of the Blazers team, it would have been a different story. When he left, with all the noise, he was like, ah, this is what we know Scotty to be. He's a very good player, but not, <laughs> not a great. Okay. You understand? He is a good player, but he's not a great. Somebody who can lead a team to a title. Scott, nah, so, so Scotty that can do that. When it comes to top 10 or top 20 list, we are looking at players who can lead their players to title. Because not everybody that makes that top 20, that has led a player to a title. No. Scotty, Scotty Pippen will make top Even 30. Top 30. Top, yes. no, top 30. I don't think he'll make top 20. But I don't think he'll make top 20. See? He can make top 30. Like, he can make top 30. If title, like his accolades, like his achievements, and you just, for a second, just ignore Jordan. Man, that's like a top 10, that's like a top 20 player right there. No, that's, that's... But... That's the same thing. Six but times. See, that, if we apply, if we apply, if we apply the same rule to the Warriors, we'll be overstating the importance of Drummond Green. If we apply, oh, see, let's ignore, yeah, let's ignore that, so just because Scott, yeah, Scotty was important. Drummond was important as well. Don't Scotty was the hey, second best that. player. Don't, don't do that. Are you telling me not to go there? On yeah, but don't go there. there. Let, 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 let's. No, I'm just saying. Can we can we focus all of you? Let's not go to Draymond issue right now. Because a lot a lot of people a lot of people disrespect Draymond. You are right. Let's not talk about it right now. That was a whole different thing. The second title had clear as as the second best player. Yeah. I don't think that you're gonna make a top fifty team and then put Draymond and put Clay in there. There's no way you're gonna put Clay in there. So I think that the top twenty or the top thirty best players are the Nah, the, nope. Yeah, like the primal, like, like the alpha dogs. You have to put the best of the best in there. Let me ask you a question. Are you going to choose Scotty Pippen over Charles Barkley? No, but you see, this is where. No, I'm asking you a question, Cyril. Co- no, 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 no. Hakim, Hakim, look, look, Hakim. No, crack, I, get... I can mention 20 players off my head. See, I that get, I get that. Than, I get that are better than Scotty Pippen. I think what gets interesting when you look at this Scotty thing is Jordan didn't start winning until he comes. He's not just a clay, so he's just not a clay Thompson. Scotty, uh-huh. again, when you're talking about best five forwards in the game, his name has to feature to some degree. Look, look let me tell you something. If it's not in oh, no. this last and, dance, people no, will not be fair, no, fair enough, fair enough, but that doesn't mean that look, we've, we've ignored... We've, this la- this last dance has even shed agree. more light on... Look. This last dance has even shed more light on Rodman, on Rodman and other players. But let me tell you something: Scotty will not be in the top thirty yeah. players of all time. Trust me. When you I sit get, down and I, go through the list, you I realize there doing. are so I, many I, I see what, players I see down. Point. Like trust in terms me. Of, if you put see, statistics matter in a lot of things. When you put the numbers down, 
Scotty has a good case against anybody else that he puts up against him because I mean, since that also he won, he's won the Olympics. There's, there's, there's one. He was the defensive player of the year. He made what the All Star team seven times. He, he has the, he has the numbers and the, and the accolades to go with him. Now that's what I'm saying. Purely on eye test basis and impact, on just eye test and impact basis, it's very hard to find Scotty getting better than more than 30 players in the NBA, in the history of the NBA. That's that's and 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 see, when he even gets to the top 40. Then, then it becomes very much more subjective than, 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 than objective because you're looking at things where mm, yeah. people's lineage towards certain teams is why they're putting certain players at certain certain I mean positions. And so it's, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, would you, again, would you say someone like Scotty, in terms of pure individual seasons, is better than, than a player like, say, Reggie Miller? I see yeah, what so, you mean because Cracks... Crack's point about Scotty starting, learning that killer, killer mental attitude from Mike. Obviously, that has to take into account. And I think also, you, you like also mentioned the eye test and just can this guy win you games? And Scotty just unfortunately yeah. look, didn't do enough post bulls to give himself a shout for this argument to have legs. Yeah. And one of the things that goes one of the things that goes against Scotty is the same thing that went against Kareem getting to the end of his, uh, his career, where he was playing with uh, Magic Johnson, who was the star of the Lakers at, at then. You understand? But then again, this guy had won the MVP before uh, 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 what, um, this guy, uh, what's the name? Magic Johnson came and was drafted, and they won. Uh, the title in Magic Johnson's first season. But then again, people say the rest of the seasons from there, Magic carried Kareem and the Lakers. And you can't dispute that. That's why some people say that getting to the end of his championship, the, the rest of the championship, the two he won after, you can see that nah, it was all Magic Johnson. Even though they won like three, do you get it? But it was all Magic Johnson getting to the end. So that's why you, you also go against Scotty. Scotty couldn't have done it alone without Jordan. I don't believe so. Let me so. tell you, the longer Jordan so. stayed, Jordan would have won the title without Scotty. You can make that case. Is, three? They had Rodman after yeah. winning how many titles? Three. Thank you. They had Rodman after winning three. If they hadn't won three and Jordan, tell me, I'm telling you the fact that Jordan, yeah, the Pistons, we're getting to the end of their era. Even if they you are see, beating Jordan that last actually, year, actually, when it was, when it the was Bulls would have come the next and, year. And like you, I, that, the, the thing I've done with them is I've not, I've not watched like too many Bulls games, but I've, I've stopped watching highlights and actually watched, I think I've watched two full Bulls games. And, 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 and the thing is, the, see, the thing with Scotty that people really, really underestimate the fact is he could get one to five. One to, he was doing one to five. And because he had length and and That's not my point. His defense, his when it came to yeah, he's the best. It was, it was, it was, yeah, the guy is insane for There, were, there were times when he was guarding the two guys of other teams. Even with Michael making the Michael even making the of the year and everything else. Yes, he was. The the night the the night the one the ninety one finals he guarded. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he was uh, setting uh, he was setting down great. Game. Which proposed them to win four one. They swept but the Lakers. But, but then again, I, I mean, I feel like uh, unfortunately, and I am not seeing. Listen. Offense, offense gets priority. That's it. And for Scotty's achievement on the defensive end, the question becomes, like you said, if I have a team led by Charles Barkley, led by Scotty Pippen, 
who do I see as having a more substantial run to the playoffs? Charles has proved by himself with other teams that he can. Scotty unfortunately exactly. hasn't proved that. I mean, he, he was and amazing and 30... with Michael, but by himself and not have that proof even with all these amazing things sorry crack and there are 30 other players you can mention in the same light as charles that would be a Kale, the guy is the uh, best number two but it feels like true. it's it's not enough but we can't even throw him in the top 20. Charlie. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. it is not it is not our fault see being, 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 it's, being number oh, two. it's not our fault it's your error it's not our fault. When, when the lakers did a tripeat and everything else everyone could clearly see that those two players had a high impact rate that is Kobe and Shaq. But I mean you can't you can't you can't yeah. really say the same thing about the Bulls as well. Is that is why when it comes to like the one A and one B, everyone says that Shaq and Kobe were better than, than Michael and Scotty. And even with that, people still say Kobe was the number two. Because Shaq won the uh, finals MVP in all three. You I understand? Mean, even though even though Kobe was, was balling, was but people still go like it's a Shaq's team. You understand? If let me tell you something. If yes, if Kobe hadn't won of course. two titles after Shaq had left, See, this, it would have gone this, against his legacy. I'm telling you, he would yeah, have true. been known as this, the number this, two forever as Kobe well, Shaq just like Scotty. I'm telling you, pencil and have a conversation later because I think for the early part, Shaq was definitely the dominant yeah. player. Wasn't necessarily best. Kobe did, Absolutely. yeah. I hear you. Well, I think Kobe wrestled one A Shaq. from Shaq. That's I hear you. I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. All right. Let's move on to the last Bulls player I want to talk about, and this is Rodman. Your guy comes to the coach and goes like, yo, I need a break. I'm out. <laughs> he rolls out on a motorbike to Vegas and is out here telling people how to make more screwdrivers or shots. And they gave him two days. Your man ended up missing like, what, three games or something four. like that? Hey, <laughs> four games. Yo. Is there, is, is there any way... Honestly, apart from a player like LeBron, I don't see any other NBA player that can go to their head coach or team and be like, "Yeah, I, th- I think I you know, see, break. I think with Rodman, and I think that we need to start from him. With Rodman, he was, he was, he was a part, he was a part and a bit of an enigma to the point where everybody didn't understand him for his his own tendencies, and so you need someone like Phil Jackson to be able to understand who he was as an individual, so that it was it was going to be easy for him. To be able to flourish in the team. So for for Rodman, without someone like Phil Jackson, that was why his time um, yeah. after Detroit and then going to Spurs had him in the doldrums because he was he was going down the drain. Mm-hmm. Nobody could understand his temperament and be able to give him the the space and a kind of platform for him to be able to, to excel. So that 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 mindset is is only Phil. That's, that's why Paul say Phil is, is the greatest coach because he was able to have the the kind of foresight to be able to understand that I yeah. need you to go <laughs> now. Yeah now. Yeah. Would would they allow someone like like Rodman to be able to do these things? How many players do I see being able to give, being given the same leeway? Would they allow any player? Yes. It doesn't have yes. to be like like a, a, a Rodman. But any player at all. Temperament. Any player. I think I, I think, I think yeah. LeBron, Steph, and Giannis, because they have certain leverages on their teams, are the only three players who can say that. Maybe maybe even Dame. Now hold up hold up. No way. Now, now let me give you an example. No way. Let me give an, let me give an if Dame no is way. Like, because Dame, no, because because Dame asked for two days when his and I, I know childbirth is, is really like different from this scenario. But childbirth, they were able to give him days to go off. There are times when teams are able to give their, yeah. their players like yeah, just go up of the team and go. Let me tell you something. If right, if right now, oh Lord. yeah, 
LeBron was criticized for going to watch for going yeah. to watch his son's game when he happened to be in the same city for the first time mm-hmm. before a Celtics game which was a blowout. Look, they ate LeBron. Up. LeBron and all those people can ask for days of personal oh, So reasons. hold up. So what was what the In this thing? era, if you say yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think I understood Listen, then. in this era, if you say Yes, exactly. In this era, if you say <laughs> you need days off to go to Vegas, to go and clear your last fucking Vegas, to go and gamble, to go and have party, party after party, go, the media will follow you everywhere. Party, Look, I, party. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Dennis Rodman deserves a documentary on his own. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I one. believe that that guy was also yeah, responsible. One. That guy was also responsible for the NBA being liked being followed as well that guy was a it was a, a huge as pastor as jordan trust me because pop right, culture everywhere there. you had him being interviewed at opera you had him dating madonna you had him dating you get it like the guy the guy was the guy was cross-dressing the guy was doing whatever he wanted to do dying his hair like he was going to and but and then again he comes onto the uh, yeah, onto the court and he will never cheat you. Do you get it? He gave his hundred percent every time. But then the the argument is, no player in this current NBA will go to a coach and say, "I need time to go to the to Vegas to go and clear my head." And even if you go to Vegas to go and clear your head after saying you wanted personal days off, the media scrutiny. No, okay. My so I, th- I I think I didn't get I didn't get the question right then. I thought. Players, players who can walk to the franchise and ask for days off, as opposed to just going to Vegas. Yeah, go, going to Vegas, the caveat of going to to Vegas would everything would be like, no, there's no way you're doing that. Different not era, letting, right? Different era. Yeah, we're not letting you go to Vegas. <laughs> Different times. Yeah. Uh, all right, listeners. So this is the part of the show where we ask you to subscribe to us after the whistle on the app you are using. If you haven't already, make sure you do that. It should take you less than ten seconds. Also. Please share the episode if you're enjoying it with a friend. Drop it in our group chats. You guys continue the conversation. Do you think Rodman will see another Rodman asking for permission in the NBA anytime soon? Or even, you know, transfer that to other sports, football. Which player can walk up to his team and be like, Charlie, I need a two-week break. <laughs> even though there's a what? There's a Debbie coming up. <laughs> or something to that effect. Get in touch with us on Twitter, ATW Podcast. Let us know what you think. And remember, we are part of the Gold Coast Report Podcast Network. We have other shows like the Poker Podcast, Free Your Mind, Sincerely Accra, Sex and Sanity. There's something for everyone. So definitely check out our other shows. Now, we can't talk about the last documentary without talking about Small Jerry. Jerry Kraus. Good GM or bad GM? Lex. He's an excellent GM. If you're somebody who drafts Michael Jordan, who drafts Horse Grant, who, dra- who drafts Chase for... Yeah. yeah, Scotty Pippen, who in the in the end yeah. you are able to get trade trade for Rodman. Rodman. You are able to to get Kukoc yeah. from, from from Europe to be able to come. I think it's like you're an, two years. You're, you're an excellent GM. Yeah, trade trade away Charles, Charles Oakley yeah, man. to get a center. So, like man, as a GM, excellent. As a man, he had little man syndrome. He he couldn't. He, he was always getting his own in, in his own way. He wasn't someone who understood how to. He, he didn't know how to read a room. And so as a GM, it was, it was excellent. I think Jerry Krause is one of the best GMs that the league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at his track record, as a GM in itself, it's good. 
as a man, that's where you have issues with his character, you have issues with his personality, and then you have issues with, with what he stood for as a person. But as a GM, excellent. I, I also do agree. And I feel as a GM, the one person you you respond to, the one person that you have to answer to is your is your owner. And I think in that respect, even the decisions that he made that were questionable, like not not choosing to extend a 98 Bulls team, that was what Big Jerry wanted. It wasn't Kraus deciding that I'm not going to, I don't want Phil back. I don't want Pippen back. I don't want Jordan back. That was the owner deciding at some point that I don't want to pay to keep all these guys. Yes. So Kraus did what a good GM has to do, find a way to break it up, get good pieces and move on. Yeah, I think Kraus was a good GM, man. It's just a shame that he tried so hard to be part of the cool kids and Charlie. Jerry, 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 Jerry Kraus, had already, Jerry Kraus had already proven that he could build a team to win titles. So he deserved another chance to do that. And people are not being fair to him in the sense that, look, that 1918, they were old. Jordan was just thinking about himself and thinking about the players, but they were old. They might have gone on to play six seasons and all those things, but they were hold. Even in that season, they struggled. They struggled to cope. They struggled to dominate. Whether uh, Eastern Conference Finals, they went to Game 7. Even the finals itself, they struggled. They faced a lot of things. Yes, breaking up might have been premature. Then again, you can make a case that it wasn't premature. Because then again, Jordan hadn't committed his future. After the first three-peat, Jordan decided to take a long break. He hadn't committed his future after that. There's, there's two titles after that. And they are going on their third title. And nobody knows oh, what Jordan man. would have done. So why are you blaming the, the GM and, and the owner I for being you. proactive? What if they decide to keep the team and Jordan also decides to take another break? As, what does as that leave fan, them? I look at this like, and I'm like, we never... It's going to... I mean, look at our current NBA. It's going to be hard to see a three-peat happening again. Look, and it's sir, hard to see a team have a chance sir, to win before. Let me, we possibly had that with the Bulls. Pippen but, might but have left for a bigger contract. They still had Jordan. They still had Phil. They still had Kukoc. They still had... Uh, what's that guy? Uh, Jordan, was, Jordan was dead. Jordan, Bruh, Jordan was it's the same as Kareem right? being on the bench for the Lakers with magic running points. You could still trade... No. You, you think... Do you think... Do you think... Do you, let me ask you a question. Do you think Jordan would have... Played second fiddle to another team. Yeah. Another player. Let's Do you know be, why? Let's be fair. No, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Do you know why? Why did when Jordan when Jordan went to uh, 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 this team? Wizards. Uh, what's the name? Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. What did he tell them? He wanted a player and part owner later on. But yeah. then again, even on the same Wizards team, he was still thinking he could do it alone. I mean, he's Michael Jordan. If you watch, they will tell you. Hey, ha! Thank you very much. But but then then again, like. His, I mean, I honestly, if, if Phil had look, stayed, I mean, there are question marks as to whether Phil, Phil wanted to return. But if Phil look, had returned, let me, I feel like he would have found a way no, to have Jordan We not knowing, look, look, we not knowing what might have happened after the third tripeat is the reason why Jordan's legacy is so great. The leave it if, as that. Yeah. The, tell yes, what leave if. it as that. Trust me, if he had gone other uh, years and were attempted his legacy abuse, Nah, man. But Michael Jordan was never going to lose. Team living at that time, everything, everything, everything crashing. No, no, no. But he improves. No, but I'm saying way higher in that. But that's what I'm also saying that 
after he had won the six titles, I I wasn't seeing Michael Jordan lose. There was, there, there's no scenario where I'm seeing in my head that he's oh. losing. If that team had come back, Look, you don't bet Jordan, against Jordan. The same way you don't bet against LeBron. There's no way I was going to see in my mind that Jordan loses. No, we are saying in this context of team building and everything. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, it wasn't all of them that it wasn't all of them that were going to stay. When the new team came, there, there is no guarantee that Jordan was going to win with the new players. That where that is where Krause's do you get it? I'm talking about comes in play. He's going to find players to be able to ex- put around ex- Jordan to exactly. win titles. But Jordan wasn't going to play without his coach. Crack. Which made it complicated. Mm, crack. I I mean I hear you on the team building angle, and I I, I think Lex I, Lex does as well. I think it's harder to break down a Bulls team and try to repeat a dynasty because. Let's just go on record. The Bulls have been struggling to do so since then. Building a dynasty ain't an easy work. Celtics fan, Charlie, I know. We've been holding on assets trying to rebuild shit. That shit is hard. And there are 30 other teams, 29 other teams doing the same. That, it's harder that to is do. why we all say... You see, look, this, it's harder to do that. As opposed to letting Pippen go, keeping Jordan and Phil, and getting pieces back. Which is something similar that the Golden State Warriors are doing. Let the player go. Let me ask. Plug and play. When, 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 when Pippen, yeah, when Pippen did a surgery and he couldn't start the season, what was that record? Oh, I think it was like four and something. Or even when Rodman, even when Rodman started, started performing and, and moving into the second row, even still, their record wasn't still the best. The Utah Jazz was even tipped by 10 as the best team. Even though you don't write Jordan off. In the last dance, the team that was meant to beat Jordan was the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And when they met, they beat Jordan. You understand? They beat them like twice or so. But, in, mm-hmm. in that season. but they didn't have Jordan. Do you get it? Everybody knew they were... Who? The Bulls didn't have Jordan. No, they did in the 98. When, when Malone, Malone beat Jordan. I'm talking about the last dance. The last yeah, season. you mean in the season the or in the finals? When, reg, yeah, regular season. No, oh, yeah, the finals. Yeah. The finals are be Jordan at the last yeah, the last yeah. shot. You understand? I'm talking about in the season. You understand? There were so many things that were going that was pointing to that direction. But then again, it was pride that affected the bull more than anything. It was pride. It was pride. I, th- I, th- I think Jerry I, I think we're pride. There's there's no justification that if the Bulls had kept their team. The team was going to go in the, in in a downward spirit. Like they were, they, were, they were just going to go down. There's, there, I don't think. It's yeah, it's a maybe. It's, it's something that happens. We just no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying they are going to go down. I'm saying that if they had broken up, where some players would have fallen and some would have come to, you still wouldn't have said they were winning hands but down. But we still but agreed. agreed they, they had it. Agreed. That that that's my but, that's but, my point. But what would have been the point? What would? Yeah, but what to me to me what would have happened? Mike, do Mike. you think? Do you think? Sorry, crack one. Do you think if Jordan, do you think if Jordan, had decided to stay after Phil, Kraus would have broken the entire team? No, the issue was getting a new coach aside, and Jordan said he was only going to play for Phil no, so Jackson. They weren't training Jordan, or they weren't sacking Jordan. They could have won, they could have lost. Crack, crack. But you're leaning more towards they would have lost. I'm saying they could have won Crack. as well. At 1998. Those are yeah. better players. No, I'm saying the odds. The odds of, the, the, I'm saying the odds of them winning will drop. The odds. I'm talking about Yeah, the yeah. Odds. But I see Crack. To me, in 1998, Phil was looking like one of the best coaches the game had ever seen. 
and Jordan was looking like one of the greatest players ever. You already have those two in your camp. How, How do you? You can be the best team builder ever. You can't replicate. You that. can't fuck that up. You. That is why. Yeah, you try to make it work. You give the champions yeah, a chance to defend their title. Yeah. You never. That lose. is why. That that is why that is why I told you that it was pride that fucked it up. In the last year, the '97 when they gave uh, uh, Phil Jackson an extra year, it was Jerry. It was Jerry that went to meet Phil Jackson, and they agreed on one last year. Yeah, you mean, understand without crowd without crowds being there. Do you get it? Which is why without crowds being there. Which is why again, it's the owner. If the owner wanted Phil to stay, he would have overpaid for. Of Phil. course, he would have paid for. But Jordan. then they. Yeah, but then they are just blaming only Kraus. Jerry Kraus, which no, is no, no, what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the 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 whole documentary is not entirely on on Kraus's legacy, and that's and and, not, and, and, all, and and that's everyone has been established that because he's not here to defend himself. Everyone has just thrown things at the wall and it's stuck because the person who is there to to take you off the wall and challenge it is not here. Well, we are recording this on a Friday, hoping for this episode to go out on a Saturday before episode five and six come out. Now, we know for sure that the Dream Team and Kobe Bryant's relationship with Jordan is going to be the key focus for the next two episodes. What are you guys looking forward to seeing? I'm not saying that I've watched it, but I probably might have watched it up to episode nine. I don't know. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually thought, I actually thought you were watching. I'm disappointed. I'm not saying I might have. I, 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 I might I, I, have. I might hey, have. So, hey, 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 hey! You already, you already tweeted about episode seven. You're already annoying me. So, so the, the thing is, this. I had an opportunity to watch uh, uh, the leak, but I was like, nah, man. This is one of those things where you want to be in the just moment. Just like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Just like Game of Thrones. These are one of those things where I want to be. In a moment, like I can't, I can't, it. like feel I, it. I, I can't see something like, yeah. sitting on torrent and go like I'm waiting till Sunday to watch it. It doesn't work like that. So yeah, every, every, Sh- everyone, knows it. So everyone. crack, crack. Let us uh, let us have our conversation. Just some people have decided to speed ahead. <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised. This is the part we mute him. <laughs> no, but crack. What are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to, man? I'm uh, looking forward to Kobe's part, as you said. Charlie, that's I'm looking forward to, but I'm also dreading it because. It wasn't supposed to be seen in so much yeah, hindsight, like you know. Exactly, and that is what at least it still reminds me of Kobe, even though it's a sad time. But at least his legacy also lives on through that through this documentary. Yeah. Because he was respected by Jordan himself. It's not as if this documentary was record like there were video edits after his death. It was done. It yeah. was recorded way before you understand, which actually shows the level of respect Jordan. Had for that's, a, that's a great point. Like, and he shared more light. Cool yeah, and he yeah. shared more. He shared more light on Kobe's journey as well when he was being drafted, and how he, he copied Michael Jordan, respect Michael Jordan, came in and tried to challenge Michael Jordan even in his first All Star. Yeah. You understand? So, like, it, it's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Listen to Kobe once again. You know, I'm no, I'm, I know I'm going to share real nigga tears, but yeah, what what I look forward to is seeing Kobe. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> it's, it's Kobe's relationship with Michael. Everyone everyone knows that. I mean, Michael was there, was someone that Kobe was understanding in his his ethics, his 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 game, his mannerisms, even even the way he carried himself with brands and on the court. It's something that Kobe has, has always aspired to and it's not shot away from the fact that he was not able like he wanted to do that the only the only challenge is that he didn't win that sex title that he needed to validate himself but i mean 
Kobe is one of the greatest players to play the game. Um, and seeing someone like like Michael celebrating that way is, is good. Even though I don't think that's Kobe. Kobe doesn't make my top 15. The best place ever. Um, that's mean, a discussion for later. Yeah. 15? Yeah. 15? Crack. We'll have this conversation yeah. another time. 15. We'll have this conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. another time. Hot take. We'll have this Hot take. Um... I mean, like I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight you on this. Like the great man himself said, yo, different animals, same beasts. I think Kobe's really done a lot in terms of incorporating Jordan's game and then standing apart from Jordan as well. And I think that legacy, the early forms of that relationship, competitively on the court, is one that's going to be unique to watch. We get to see something grow that became the Black Mamba. Amazing shit. Also, dream team shenanigans, man. Like. Has there ever been a final collection of basketball wow. players? Like ah. the poor, the other countries, they didn't stand a fucking chance. Looking forward to some solid distraction. Regardless of of the collection of players, NBA originated from uh, USA. Other teams, other countries copied it. So you are definitely at that point never going to be better than people who were had a league for it, who were playing in it. You understand? Like yeah. even if they did, because assembling those those players was so unfair. Like it was so unfair because no, they, they had they had tougher matches they they had tougher matches in training than yeah. actual games like come yeah on, like the the dream team come, come on what scrimmage like, tapes exactly after like today. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I mean come on, 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 on you had Larry Larry Bird lying down they are like they are they are professionals in the in the in the Olympics and yes I was like yo fuck it let's let's do the same thing too yeah. That was yeah, wild. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was so unfair. That was wild. Aish. All right, listeners. This is the end of our, our first ATW locker room okay. edition. Depending on feedback, and the plan is we watch a couple more episodes of the documentary and then we'll come back, share our thoughts, and have some NBA discussion as well. But the next episode is going to be your regular ATW team, Kale, Crack rejoining. Team A. Uh, <laughs> Smiley. Corey, and fingers crossed, Kawawa again. Charlie Lex, thanks for joining us. And catch you in about two, three weeks. Okay, got you. When we all catch up with yeah, you. Yeah, he's uh... <laughs> Oh, he, he, he thinks it's funny. He should be there. That Kobe is not in my top 15. It's a W. Dominate the conversation. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production.